Come on, man. Let me give you some trash talk, okay? Come on, man. Jesus Christ, I met some dumb bastards in my time, but you outdo them all. Come on, man. Oh, I'm short. Son of a bitch. Come on, man. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. Come on, man. You've got to get mad. You've got to get mad. You've got to get mad. Hamburg, Germany, December 1938. Four years into Adolf Hitler's reign as Führer, he is beginning to establish his total dictatorship by taking direct control of the German military. But on the brink of World War II, Hitler is also involved in much stranger endeavors that are hidden to the public. He is committing every remaining resource to searching for ancient relics that he believes could hold incredible powers. On December 17th, the German freighter MS Schwabenland sets out on one of these top secret missions. Its 33-member team is rumored to include scientists, military experts, construction crews, and key members of the Thule Society, an elite group associated with the Nazis that focused on mysticism and the occult. 32 days later, they arrive at their destination, Antarctica. Hadow! Info Ninja. So folks, what did the Nazis find in Antarctica? I'm gonna tell you, but first I just want to say welcome back, baby. It is so good to be alive. It is so good to live in the, the land of the brave and the free. You know, we've got a lot of bad things going on in the United States right now, but here's the trick, folks. We've always had a lot of quote unquote bad things going on in the United States and in the world. We just live in a more connected age. We have social media. We know about things instantly. We see stuff around the world. You know, it used to take you know, months, six months, you'd hear about something that happened in Europe. And then we invented the telegram. But if you didn't read the newspaper or it wasn't in your paper in your area, you didn't know about it. So the world hasn't changed that much. So don't lose heart. And know that there's much more good out there than there is bad. If you pay attention to the media and you watch the news, you're going to feel like there's a lot more bad than there is good. But remember, it may not always look like it, but guess what? We win in the end. So yeah, we're still running the show. But it's while things are a little crazy and a little wild and a little out there and you get distracted, it's easy to miss the big picture or miss some fine details even that should stick out to you. And hopefully I'm going to highlight one of those today. And let me say everything that I'm going to share today is completely backed up by the internet. Yeah, baby. Do I believe this stuff in the sense that like, you know, hey, Russian roulette, gun to your head, do you believe it? I'm going to go, eh, no, nah, I'm just going to say probably not legit, but definitely fun to talk about. Interesting how things kind of line up and there is some evidence to suggest that some of this at least is real. Um, it's kind of cool, but this theory has, has fascinated me for a while because I have been fascinated with the Antarctic for a while. I just always have been attracted to it. It's this isolated place where no one is at now. It's like six months out of the year, people are there, scientists, soldiers, 
There are some people maybe stay year round. It gets pretty bad there, really cold. They have these scientific outposts, these stations, and the snow is is perfect. The air is clean. The, the water is crystal clear. It's untouched for a very long time, at least, because you see what's really cool about the Antarctic is is that we don't know what's under the ice. There's a lot of ice there. We do know that it wasn't always covered in ice. So at some point, and this is a massive, massive continent, at some point it was flourishing with greenery. So at some point it froze over. How fast? We don't know. We don't know what caused it. And nobody really knows. There's there's just guesses. You know, if it happened fast or happened slow, it doesn't matter. It happened and now it's covered with ice. And there's all this like, in theory, perfectly preserved history of our planet frozen right there in ice and what fascinates me about it is is that as our planet warms up naturally you know naturally the planet does warm and cool itself it doesn't always have to be man-made but as our planet warms up we're starting to see what almost looks like structures emerge within the Antarctic uh, landscape where we thought it was a big pile of snow it looks like it might be a pyramid I'm not kidding you. These things have popped up on Google Earth and then they're gone within like a couple hours. People screenshot them really quick and then they disappear. And my question is, if it's legit, all all the stuff I've seen related to, you know, hey, I saw this and then it was gone and here it is now. And, you know, you see these videos and people post them. Why are they doing that? Why are they wanting to hide something if there's nothing to it? So that just intrigues me more. But yeah, we have a perfectly preserved past and who knows what else underneath there. And I, I don't know why we would be surprised if we found pyramids in the Antarctic. We find them all over the rest of the world. Why wouldn't they be in potentially the oldest place on Earth that's still preserved? In tonight's Fact or Fiction, we're looking into an image from Google Earth. It's getting some buzz. It shows an area of Antarctica that some people claim clearly has pyramids covered in snow. Several websites say the pyramids were likely made by an intelligent human civilization long ago. It's pure fiction. The so-called pyramids in the Google Earth image are just mountains. Their pyramid-like shape is called a horn. And these type of mountains are a common feature of areas with glaciers. There's no evidence the humans ever lived on Antarctica, let alone build pyramids there. This ice goes down for miles, like miles. Imagine, you know, a thousand feet of ice. Now imagine miles of ice you'd have to go through like eight miles 10 miles of ice so these are the intriguing things about the antarctic that i was already interested in and then i found out about the nazis world war ii ended hitler supposedly died in the bunker which i don't believe that he did die in the bunker most of the evidence at least a large portion of it leans towards the idea that he did not die in the bunker not that he wasn't defeated at that point but he did not die Hitler went on most likely to Argentina or potentially somewhere else. And we're going to talk about that. But it fascinated me. Where did all these Nazis go when the war was over? Because we didn't catch all of them. And I know we had, you know, the Nuremberg trials and we're still we're just trying one the other day. It was I think it might have been a lady that was associated with the Nazis. And then we had a guy that we were trying that was like one hundred and five that was going up for Nazi war crimes. So we're getting everybody we can, but 
there, you know, was a large chunk of these folks that probably weren't documented or they were, and then they burned their documents before they left. I mean, there was some major power in that Nazi party, a lot of money, a lot of guns, um, and a lot of resources were in that Nazi power. And then they just vanished at the end of it all. They were just gone. No, they went somewhere. And we know for a fact that a lot of them made their way to Argentina or places like Colonial Dignidad, which I think is Brazil. Um, these were, you know, communist dictatorships that with open arms welcomed the Nazis. They had already previously made deals with the Nazis and were dealing with them when they were in power. And it was also an escape plan that was waiting to happen. A colonial Dignidad is actually a town that still exists where everyone around you, you know, looks pretty Brazilian. And then the next thing you know, they have blonde hair and blue eyes and they speak German. And there's like 40,000 of them in a town. And it's called Colonial Dignidad. It's absolutely insane. Check it out. Look it up online. It's crazy. It's it's a tourist attraction now. So what did the, the Nazis find up there? That may be the answer to the question where they ended up after the war. Or at least some of them ended up after the war and where they still may be today. The Nazis themselves were fascinated by ancient civilizations and legends of vanished super races. They were searching for this lost Arctic home that they thought that the Aryans had come from. They were looking all over the world, and that included Antarctica. The Thule Society actually believed that there were mystics or channels who were able to communicate with these beings who claimed to be either extraterrestrial in origin or claimed to belong to this uh, civilization that lived in Earth's interior. They gave a lot of information about the building of advanced aerospace vehicles, flying saucers, and I think this is where uh, Hitler's Nazi party got a lot of its information about Antarctica, that uh, in Antarctica there is this ancient civilization or bases where they could find a lot of these advanced technologies. So basically, we have proof that the Nazis went to Antarctica and they were looking for occult crap. Do we have evidence that anything else happened up there? No, we don't. But that's also suspicious. Another important part of this is when the Nazis did take their trip to the Antarctic, they took members of, well, it, it's, it was called the Vril Society. I think they called it in the video the Thule Society. Uh, that may be a different pronunciation. I know there was kind of like a variation of the Vril, so that might be the, the Thule or whatever they're calling it society. But these were basically Satanists. These were people that did occult magic type stuff. Apparently, this was where some of Hitler's moves were coming from. He was getting, you know, info from, you know, the entities and they were saying go left. So he was going left or they were saying go right and he was going right. And look how well that worked out for him. And that's the reason that the Nazis went up to the Antarctic in the beginning was because they had contact with quote unquote entities that told them that they need to go up there because they're going to find where the original Aryan race came from. Remember the Nazis, that was their thing. They wanted, you know, the pure bloodline, the blonde hair, blue eyed Aryan race. During their time in Antarctica, the Nazis were believed to have mapped huge swaths of the icy landscape by air. Ancient astronaut theorists believe they also established an elaborate underground headquarters known as Base 211. Hitler and the Nazis were particularly interested in Antarctica. 
I think they really believe that there were things going on deep under the ice. And there have always been rumors that the Nazis, with their submarines, have underwater caverns, small cities, that they escaped there after World War II. The information that leaked out was, what did they find? They found alien tech. They found, and maybe it was an alien. It was just, you know, old, ancient human. Because there's a theory that we were once very advanced as a human race, and then were knocked out by some cataclysm, like a flood. And we rebuilt our population slowly over time. And of course, there was amnesia because the new population eventually forgot about the past. And now we are kind of starting over from scratch. And we've got ourselves, you know, we're technologically advanced, but not as advanced as we once were before this cataclysm happened. Like it could have been an asteroid. It could have been the one that hit the dinosaurs. It kind of reset the clock. And we are a civilization living with amnesia. That is a theory. And again, a theory that's supported by a fair amount of evidence. But something that I necessarily believe in 100%, eh, it's fun to talk about. But if I got a gun to my head, I'm going to go, eh, I don't know. When the Germans got to Antarctica, what they found were massive cities that were highly technological. And these buildings were not just on the surface, they went deep down underground. So they began relocating a massive amount of equipment and personnel to Antarctica, repressurizing these ancient facilities and reoccupying them. They found cities, and these are cities where the entrances were near the top of the ice, but then they went miles underground. And they, they basically repressurized these places, turned on the lights, and moved back in. Completely uninhabited. Maybe. You see, there was another theory associated with it that up there, there were actually two kind of almost opposing factions that were still living quite well and undetected under eight to 10 miles of ice in large, huge cities that were full of big populations. And it was, of course, the Atlanteans because Atlantis was the, the ancient city where everyone was advanced and it sunk in the Great Flood and Plato talked about it. Those Atlanteans had, had actually repurposed themselves to the Antarctic to survive. And the other faction were the reptilians. And I'm not kidding you. These are walking, talking lizard people that are shapeshifters and they can appear like humans and many of our leaders are actually reptilians and you get deep into this and, and there are people that legitimately believe this and it it forms their life and informs the choices that they make and god bless them i hope that you know they can tend you to be happy and maybe they find their way to god again the things that i'm saying right now there's actually little threads of evidence that people can pull out and go, well, look at this, look at that. And you go, oh, okay, okay, I oh, that makes sense, but come on. I'm trying to wet your whistle with this and explain to how it is relating to what's going on right now. And it's a very interesting connection. At least I think it is. And so did the United States of America. Now, this is actually documented. Look it up. Type in Project High jump. In 1946, one year after the end of World War II, the U.S. government launched its own large-scale mission to Antarctica. Operation High Jump deployed 4,700 troops, 13 ships, an aircraft carrier, and a number of seaplanes to Antarctica. 
although the government denied it at the time. It would later become known that one of the operation's primary objectives was, quote, extending the United States sovereignty over the largest practicable area of the Antarctic continent. What you didn't hear in that video was the guy that was running the show who was in charge of that was Admiral Richard Byrd. And he's an admiral that was actually a man. He, he was, Richard was born a man and continued to be a man. Just wanted to clarify that because, yeah, we all know why. He helmed this journey that was supposed to take six months. And there were tons of troops and tons of, you know, hardware that were going up there. And they were back in like a month. Now, they said it was mechanical issues or weather and they couldn't make it through, even though they timed it out at the, the appropriate time. You go up during the summer where there's loose ice and you can get through. But apparently they couldn't make it through in the most advanced ships that mankind had at the time. The reason why the conspiracy theorists say that Admiral Richard Byrd, who also was the first man to fly over the South Pole, and that's a completely different story, but the reason that he couldn't make it through with the rest of these finely trained American sailors was because they got their asses handed to them by space Nazis. Apparently, they actually fought a battle in Antarctica probably between uh, remnants of the Third Reich and perhaps extraterrestrials as well. There were stories of craft coming up out of the water and attacking them. Flying saucers dealt a very heavy defeat to Bird's Operation High Jump. He gave a report in March of 1947 that said a new enemy had been discovered that could fly from pole to pole in an instant. Eventually, the Americans do make it up there and they hook up with the good guys, the Atlanteans, who are, I, I think, the ancient Atlanteans. Maybe I, the name is just associated. But if that's the case, then hey, good for them. But they hook up with the Americans and now the Americans are up there too. And not just the Americans, you know, all free societies are up there. Maybe England's part of it, I'm sure. Australia, I don't know. Australia is not too free these days. But all the people that are westernized are up there with the Americans and they are, you know, hanging out with the good guys in the Antarctic and the Russians and the Chinese and, you know, all the bad guys, the Nazis that are still doing doing good. They're alive and well up there and thriving. They're all hanging out in the Antarctic, too. And this is where it starts to tie in to today. So if you buy the theory that all that's true, that the Nazis survived and that, you know, the bad guys are all hooked up up there and the good guys are all hooked up up there. And then you start to see things that are happening in the news today. This might kind of make sense. So have you noticed, and I'm sure you have, there's been a big uptake in the amount of stories about aliens that you're seeing. Oh, there's a craft over Phoenix. We have video of this. We have video of that. I'm not saying none of that's you know not legit. What I'm saying is, have you noticed that the media now is covering it? Because for a long time, it was like, no, we're not going to talk about that. That's just crazy stuff. And maybe the frequency has picked up so much. Or maybe people just have, you know, cell phones now with cameras on them. And there's so much evidence, you can't really deny it. And these are legit people having sightings. These aren't crazy nut jobs. These are like, you know, the doctor, the lawyer, the judge on their way home from whatever. Go, wow, look, there's a triangle craft in the sky. Have you noticed there's more of that going on? 
So it could be because, you know, we have social media and more of it's getting out to us and we're seeing more of it, just like the bad stuff that we're seeing more of that exists. Maybe they've been here this whole time at this level and we just haven't known about it on the mass scale that we do know about it now. Or maybe there actually is an increase. But it's important to realize that there's a big signal in that. And it's that the media is talking about it more and more. And maybe they, they can't ignore it like they want to, but the fact that they talk about things more and more makes you wonder, what is the hidden agenda? And almost everything they do, there's a hidden agenda. What's the hidden agenda in trying to tell more people that aliens are coming? Let's say all of a sudden there were you know, aliens here and they were offering us all kinds of amazing things for our obedience. Or, you know, they were they were saying, hey, you know, we're going to bring you free energy and we're going to give you and they show up in the sky one day. You know, we're going to give you, you know, tech that's going to save your lives. If you take this chip and put it inside your body, it will extend your life to 500 years and, and correct your DNA, correct your DNA so that all your diseases were cured and you would live disease free for those 500 years. There'd be so many people jumping on that bandwagon. It would be crazy. And what if they told you that all this religion stuff, all this God stuff, it's just hocus pocus. You guys are actually reading the gospel wrong and this is the right way to do it. What if they were to say stuff like that? You think a lot of people would be jumping on board right away? Give me that chip. Put it in me. Maybe they'll stick it in your forehead or your hand. Let's say they said that the real God is actually their God. It's the AI that, that created them. And created everything. And they don't know who created the AI, but this AI is God and you should worship it and you should take this chip and you should do all that. And look, this makes sense. We're filling in all the gaps and everything that you've been wondering about. We've been watching you this whole time. We've been your saviors this whole time. And we're here to show ourselves to you. We are returning. The Bible's actually about us, us aliens. But those aliens, they weren't from another planet. They were from the Antarctic. That's how crazy this theory is. End time aliens. The great deception. You know, it says in the Bible, there will be great deception in the end times. So I ask you, is it easier to believe that the Nazis are still in the Antarctic and there's reptilians and Atlanteans and we're going to have a global infiltration, you know, from aliens who are actually here to give us the mark of the beast and bring about the end times. Is it easier to believe that or, or the fact that Joe Spaghetti Biden cleaned Trump's clock in 2020? Let's go, Brandon. Hey. Let's go, Brandon. Hey. Is it easier to believe that Hitler is still alive in some like ice chamber under eight miles of ice in the Antarctic and plotting how to become the Antichrist or that Joe shits his pants with the Pope Biden was the most popular candidate in any election at any time in the history of the world. Let's go, Brandon. Hey. Let's go, Brandon. Hey. And by the way, Joe did, at least the rumor is, shit his pants when he went to go see the Pope here recently. The, the the rumor in Rome is that because his meeting, you know, took a lot longer than it was supposed to. And there was no explanation why. And when, you know, the White House was asked about it, they didn't really have an explanation. They just said him and the Pope were talking longer. The rumor is, and this is what the rumor around Italy is, is that, yeah, Joe Biden shit his pants. And I'm not making fun of an old guy that loses control of his bowels and shits his pants. I am saying that God's got a great sense of humor. 
Hot gal in Phone Ninja. Let's go, Brandon. Hey. Let's go, Brandon. Hey. Let's go, let's go, hey. 